It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. 35 yards for the win. Did he? He did! Texas Tech, a winner! We're not good enough yet. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. We're close, and close don't mean, and you can put that on TV for me. I'm tired of coming close, and we're going to work our off till we ain't close anymore. And it may take some time. We're going to get it done. We aren't in there. We aren't. We aren't good enough. They're better than us. Black and white, simple fact. Could have, would have, should have is the difference. Of what I'm talking about. The good teams don't come in and say could have. They get it done. All right. It's that simple. I'm tired of saying could have, should have, would have. That's why we ain't good enough yet. Because we're saying could have and they ain't. Could have, would have, should have. Plenty of opportunities to win the football game on Saturday night down in Lubbock, Texas. And I guess it is true, Tyler. Crazy things (laughs) happen in Lubbock at night. I've been waiting 22 years for that to actually uh, happen, and it finally did, unfortunately. Crazy things did happen. It was so crazy. OU had more passing yards, rushing yards. They won the turnover battle. They had less penalties. Dylan Gabriel had a career night, as did Mims and Theo Wees. Basically, everything went right, except uh, the defense was bad, and you lost despite having 672 yards of total offense. Man, that's well, hang on a second the first here. First time I've said that this year. You, the way you posed that, it sounds to me like you blamed the loss on the defense. Uh, let's go eighty-five percent on the defense. Eighty-five yeah. percent. You uh, forty-eight points should be enough to win. Uh, I think we can all agree with that. Even though you're used to winning in this type of fashion, needing six hundred and seventy-two yards to win. 48 points for the University of Oklahoma should be enough to win. Yes. They were the they, – come on. They, they were clearly the worst side of the ball on Saturday. I'm not saying the offense was perfect. They spoiled some, some opportunities late. But the fact remains, you, you had 672 yards and 48 points. You should have won the game. They spoiled some, some opportunities late. Yeah. How about in overtime whenever you came up with zero points? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of them. And after the interception, sure. But still, I mean, the defense was god-awful the entirety of the game, at least the final three quarters. You, well, yeah, you, I was about you don't to say they the, shut them out in the first quarter. You don't put the majority of the blame of this loss on this defense? Really? No, 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 no. Wow. Well, huh. I'm, not, I'm not looking to put majority of blame on one side or the other. I think that there was – ample opportunity to win the game and there were more than enough foul ups on offense on defense and on special teams so i i i'm not placing a percentage anywhere mm, i think of course. It, well what i mean 
I mean, I don't really care. I, I, I don't really care where the uh, the total percentage of the loss is. Who cares? They lost the game. I mean, you were the one that right. asked the question. But I mean, the, yes, both sides are at fault for that loss. I'm just saying, like, 48 as a blanket statement, 48 points should be enough to win the game. Man, it wasn't, and that's extremely disappointing. Right. Yeah. I. I mean. Yeah. I. I guess that's a way to look at it, but. Yeah, yeah, it is a way to look at it. I, I would like it's, moving. It's the wrong way to look at it, but no, it's the right way to look at it. Moving no. forward, I would like for forty-eight points for this program to be enough to win. I, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to say, well, they, they're going to score forty-eight points, but I still think that they might lose. Like this program needs to progress where forty-eight points is absolutely one hundred percent enough to win a football game. Well, that's not a lot to ask. I'm not asking a lot here. It's not a lot to ask. But it's also not the right way to look at a football game. I mean, how? You, that's not how you play it. That's not how the game is played. I understand you have how to, the game is played. You have to played. go out and try and win it. I think you're and, looking and a little if you too have an deep into opportunity, it. Forty-eight points should be enough to deep, win. Yeah. I'm not looking deep at all. I'm looking surface level. I, both sides had an opportunity to go win the football game. Absolutely. Matter of fact, yes. it was 0-0 at the end of the game. And we lost 3-0. to Okay. All right. So, I don't know I mean, what we're, we're really accomplishing here. All I said, and I think uh, surely everyone can agree with that. I think you're looking too deep into the, the point. The point is just 48 points. We should be talking about a win. And Tech scored 14 the week before against Iowa State. That, thank you, Sean. Yes. Right. So, okay. Well, let's set a let's. What's the number? What's the number that we we? Any time it goes over that, it's the defense. Oh, 40. fault. Any time. Well, I, I, I didn't say it was. It, I didn't say it was one hundred percent the defense's fault. Both sides were to blame. Yes, when the defense gets an interception, the offense shouldn't have to settle for a field goal. You've got to go score there because I think we all knew the tech was going to go right down the field and score. This isn't an assault on the defense. Or I'm just. I'm just saying. Like I want to see this program in a spot where if you have a quarterback that's the co-offensive player of the week in the conference a running back that rushes for over 160, and two wide receivers that go for three touchdowns and over like 250 yards combined, that that should be enough to of win. Course. That's, I mean, that's all I'm saying. Of course. Of course. I, I understand what you're saying. But whenever you do that, you, you, you totally let the offense off the hook whenever you say it's 85% the defense's fault. The offense had two different opportunities to go up 21 to zero. Um, the first one, they don't get it. They botch it down low. Then we don't execute the fake field goal. We come out of there with zero points, right? Should have been 21 zero. Sure. The next time down, they, what, what they do? They had, was it penalties that called the play? They had two touchdowns called back. Okay. And, you had another chance to go back to 21 up and you just got a field goal there. You had a mental bust in overtime. Your, your quarterback has to come out for the first play, uh, of the new set of downs. Okay. You, you run a wildcat with Braden Willis, which, you know, fine. He gets two yards. And on second and eight, you have a massive mental mistake, which gets your running back killed in the backfield on just like one of the plays that you run constantly it's your your most heavily run 
running play and you have a, a massive mental bust, you totally leave a D lineman unblocked, massive tackle for loss. I mean, there's okay. instances all over the sure. field if on you, but it, all but three phases. You're pointing directly to the offense for all these. I mean, if you want to play the blame game on defense, I mean, I've no, got I'm, the nose no, pulled that's, up here. No, we no, can no, do no, that. no, 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 no. What I'm doing is telling you that th- it it's a useless exercise. It does nobody any good, and it's a terrible way to look at a football game to to try to assign a percentage of blame on one side okay, of the then ball. Then why'd you ask the question in the first place if it's a useless e- exercise? Uh, to see what you say. Okay, but why we even ha- if it's a useless exercise and I answer it to see what I say? Why are you going to get all bent out of shape and upset about it? Like well, who cares? I don't even think I asked you. What, what? Who cares about the percentage they lost the game? Yes, all I, do, sides I are to don't blame. care. I don't care. I'm more upset that this team can't find a way to play complimentary football. I, I don't understand why, why one go. side can play there well and the other go. side. But I've been saying that the entire time. We've been basically saying the, the exact same oh, sure. thing. I'm just pointing that's out been a, that that's the been defense, a season long that the defense that's been a season long deal was really bad on Saturday. I don't. I mean, we can't ignore that here. They they were not good. They have been good three out of the four past previous games. And I said it, man. I, I've been saying it on the shows all week long, like, man, it feels like this defense is really in a good spot, and dang, if you can finish this off with a nice performance at Tech, you go into the offseason with some real optimism about on that side, and the exact opposite happened. So I just, the defense wasn't good, and it was very disappointing no. after how they had you know started to trend. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and you know, just to go back to what we were talking about in the first hour, the biggest frustration for me is the inability to make the routine play. I I just I don't I don't know what you do as a coach whenever you have unblocked guys at the line of scrimmage over and over who who can't make the layup one-on-one tackle um you've got a fr- you got free blitzers up the middle off the edge with a, a shot at the quarterback untouched that and, that donovan smith touchdown run that was pretty deflating that was that was bad yeah that was uh I, was that the last touchdown they scored in regulation maybe i can't remember maybe. exactly but golly even yeah, Tyler I, Shuck, uh, there was a third and three, I think, in the third quarter where it, it was just a simple zone read keeper and the, the the effort level, the tackling was just, man, it was bad. Yeah. So, yeah. It's uh, not good, man. It's not good. I, I, I just would have – I'd like to go into the offseason with some momentum, but it's, it's hard to find and see where the momentum is at. Maybe you can create some finishing up well with this recruiting class. They, Dude – they need like a splash in this class late, whether it's Bowen or whether it's Hicks. To see Leacana would be nice, but I'm I'm not saying that that should totally change your mind about the 2023 season. But I think momentum is a real thing. They need it. They need it. They need a splash down the stretch, really bad. I know it. Really bad. I know it. Um, and I don't know. I I don't know what their chances are. I mean, there's what there's still some big time players that they are in on. Um, you don't have a whole lot of 
of good press and good momentum and good things that are, are being said about the university out there, which is going to make it you know, more difficult, really, than it needs to be. But I don't know. I guess you give the Jimbo Fisher uh, pitch. Who wants to go somewhere where all they do is win? He's, yeah. You know? Um, golly, I just realized this. Did nightmare scenario happen this season? I think it did. You go 6-6 six and six and Caleb Williams and Muleshoe or one win away from a playoff and a Heisman Trophy. If yeah. it wasn't already deflating enough, yeah. Great. Awesome. All right. Fantastic. It's, uh, yeah, it's like I said, pour it on. Give me all the misery right now. Um, now, I want all the misery, but I don't want to lose the bowl game. Mm. Okay? I want to win the bowl game. But as far as everything else, make me feel the pain, Tyler. Oh, I already feel the pain. I've been feeling the pain every single postgame show this year. And, hey, when people ask us, like, all right, this stinks, but give me some optimism. Like, give me a definitive reason why this team is going to be better next year. Like, I, I can give you some guesses, but definitive reasons as to why, like, that's the thing. It's, it's hard to point to that because it's not like this team got better throughout the year or later in the year. I thought the defense was. I thought that that was happening with the defense, but it's hard to go there after Saturday it's just, man, if nothing else, I, I wanted to see this team grow throughout the year, and it didn't feel like that happened. Yeah. And it, it, it definitely didn't get more disciplined, and it was really hard to see a corner jump offsides on a third and seven in game 12 of the season. Yeah. Like, and I don't think one individual moment or play – necessarily has to kind of show what the entire season's been like. But, God, man, a corner jumping off sides on third and seven in game 12 in a tight game, that's, that, that's, that's rough. I know. I know it. Um, it's just random. It's like that, that's the thing. It's, it's someone new. Like, offense – Someone new defense, someone new special teams. Like every single person has, has kind of had their hand in it. And I guess that's a good thing in a way, but it's like, I was, like we wish there was somewhere to point the blame. But in my opinion, like there's not man. one place. It's, it's absolutely yeah. everything. <laughs> Is that best case scenario or worst case scenario? You can't just. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it really is. I mean, every single phase of this team, 100%. Right. I mean, like going back to complimentary football, you, you'll have games where the defense plays really well, but the offense throws out a stinker and vice versa. Yeah. I, oh, man. Well, and, you know, like just like I was talking earlier, like special teams, we give up a huge return um, right out of the gate. Now, we end up – it ends up not mattering because we, we force a turnover, but a big return, uh, we don't convert on a fake field goal. And we miss a field goal in overtime. I mean, special team, that's just, that's not good enough on special teams. You had a, Mims had a really nice return on, on a punt return that gets called back. You end up having to start on what, like the seven yard line instead of, well, I think he had close to a 20 yard return. I mean, it's, it was every single phase had their hand in it. They've it's got, wild. they, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that need to be accomplished next season, but dude, they've got to be a more disciplined team. 
because the margin of error was very thin this year. We found out the hard way, right, with the 6-6 six and six year. I'm going to guess that the margin of error next season is going to be pretty slim as well. Hopefully it's not a slim, but I'm guessing it's going to be pretty small. You can't have the ninth, you can't be the ninth most penalized team in the conference and expect to all of a sudden be competing for a conference championship. There's a no. lot of numbers and a lot of things that have to significantly improve. I'll start with that one, please. And they're not they're not effort penalties. Some effort penalties are gonna happen. You may get a face mask. Um, you may you may block a guy beyond the whistle and get a penalty for it. You know, some of that stuff is going to happen. But so much of it are just inexcusable. And it's like the volume of penalties was too much. But more so the timeliness and and the penalties in absolute critical spots on the field and critical times in the game are the thing that's the most disappointing. No, no real awareness at all for game flow, situational football. Yeah, uh, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know. I, it just it goes back to the. I keep going back to the same things. I've always said it's not what you coach; it's what you emphasize, and I believe in that. And I know the emphasis has been on details because I've heard it every single day, and I'm not even up there. So I don't know how that happens. Text line well, says weird. 2022 equals Murphy's Law. Yeah, that's that's so accurate. So it does. Uh, what was up with the special teams giving us the ball on the 10-yard line multiple times on kickoffs? Well, because we botched the fair catch. If you call a fair catch and the ball, if you don't catch the ball in the air, it, you get it where, where you end up possessing the football. Call the fair catch, it hit the ground. And then we caught it on the eight-yard line. The ball is dead on the eight-yard line. We did that twice. Kenny from the 405 says, you two should mud wrestle. Hey, we'll put it on KREFsports.tv yeah. and charge, uh, what, two easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. I don't know if anyone would. Uh, ah, there would be people that would subscribe to that. Are you kidding me? We would make, like, $220 a piece. To get two hundred and twenty. Hey, I, I I would actually do that. I would must re- mud wrestle for two hundred and twenty dollars right now. I would it's, too. It's the holiday season. Come on. Hell, you throw me a couple of pops, Doctor Peppers. I might do it for free. Uh, let's see. Javante Barnes stop streaking down the field was pretty pivotal. Haven't heard anyone else even mention that. Now say that again. He did what? I'm guessing. Are you talking about the play where he was streaking down the field and he dropped that ball? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing that's what they're Go talking ball. about. Go ball. Hit him right in the hands. Great route design by Levy. Um, just runs a seam out of the backfield. Uh, you clear out uh, You clear out the area with, uh, I think they were in trips, and he was offset to the trip side. Maybe it was just two by two, but they clear out, run like an over route, and he just kind of follows it down the seam, and Gabriel hits him right in the hands with it. Um, listen to this before we hit a break. Mike on Twitter, who I, I haven't researched this and I haven't heard this, but Mike Mike knows what he's talking about. So I guess a, an offensive lineman from Baylor earns the distinction as the only offensive lineman to commit a holding call against OU this year. One in 741 conference snaps. 
There was only one holding call against an offensive lineman on true? OU this year. Mike's it's like spot on with stuff that he that he sends, so I'll I'll, I'll trust that without looking it up myself. But good God, is that oh wow, wow. If that's that true, let me know because that that is, you know, that's that's something that um, I need to uh, research a little bit, and you know, a couple of things come to mind. Right? If we were a, if we were a defensive line that was kind of positional, almost how Iowa State plays at times, or really. TCU's the team that, that does it the most. They have three guys, their head up nose and four eyes inside eye of the tackle, and they just they just come off, lock down, and stay in those spots. They're not really going anywhere. And you kind of fit off of them with backers and secondary players, and and those guys are just almost like like rocks right there in the middle that are trying to hold point. It's one thing if you don't ever get held in a defense like that. But we led the conference in tackles for loss by a huge margin, yeah. didn't we? And, and think. sacks, that, mean, that means you're penetrating, you're causing havoc. That almost always results in a bunch of holding calls. Boy, how about That's that? Crazy. How about that one loser from Baylor, though, getting the only holding call this year? How embarrassing is that? Eesh. Nice job, Micah. Yeah, that must have been one of those where, you know, the officials get together in those little huddles. And it's like, guys, this is getting ridiculous. Someone, <laughs> we have to throw one flag on. It's like game eight or nine of the season. Let's just throw one. All right, he he slips yeah. and falls. Jeez, if that's true, that's like the stat of the year. Oh yeah, wow, pretty impressive. All right. We got to hit a timeout. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on here at the Falls at Brookhaven. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. When you want the job done right, you need dependable construction equipment from Great Plains Kubota. We serve our customers with Kubota's full line of equipment offering everything from skid steers to the world's number one selling compact excavator. Package your purchase with any performance matched attachment to get any job done. Minimize your downtime while maximizing your profits with a Kubota from the brand that serves. Visit your local Great Plains Kubota today or visit us at gpkubota.com. That's gpkubota.com. 
Great Plains Kubota is selling surplus equipment on PurpleWave.com December 13th. All items will sell with no reserve or minimum. Bid now on 2021 Kubota Skid Steer or 2020 Kubota Tractor with attachments, zero-turn mowers, backhoes, mini excavators, tilt-deck equipment trailers, and many more assets are in the Great Plains Kubota auction selling December 13th. Visit PurpleWave.com for inspection items. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. At the Carlstone, retirement is whatever you want it to be. Our 55-plus living community has a little bit of everything, from an incredible workout facility, a spa, to game and movie rooms, and even full-service dining. With our professional and caring staff members, you can rest easy knowing your loved ones are well taken care of. Call or visit us online today and start living the good life at the Carlstone. Landmark Fine Homes is a custom home builder in Oklahoma City. Our commitment is to build energy-efficient, custom-quality crafted homes around the metro OKC area. If you are looking to build your first home or last, Landmark Fine Homes is the builder for you. We have many floor plans to choose from, or bring us one that you already have. We have communities throughout the metro, or we will build on your lot. Call 405-347-5991 and let Landmark Fine Homes help turn your dreams into a reality. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight, save lives. Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own. You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you. bouncing back from these games that just must be torture. I mean, just the same way you do any game, you know, the process continues. You just got to get back up, get back on the saddle, and just keep fighting. Was this one more disappointing than any of the others, or are they all the same? I mean, a little bit. You know, the seniors, it was kind of the last regular season game. You know, I wish I could give them more. I mean, they sacrificed so much time and effort into this. You know, it really hurts. You know, David uh, and Deshaun, they, they put so much into me. I really wish I could go out there and just try and give it all my best again. I love those guys, love everything they do. I love everything this team stands for. There's Danny Stutzman after the loss on Saturday speaking to the media. I saw a uh, Big 12 power poll today on, on three, and I rolled my eyes like, great. Are they going to have OU at number 10? I don't know if I can stomach that today. Well, much to my surprise, I start scrolling on the uh, Big 12 power rankings for this week. Obviously, TCU is at one. Kansas State's at two. Texas is at three. Okay. Tech is at four. They still have OU at five. In front of Baylor at six, OSU at seven, KU at eight, West Virginia at nine, and Iowa State at ten. Wow. All right. Okay. Feels good, doesn't All right. It? Yeah. Uh, finished the regular season without a winning record for the first time since 98. But, hey, on three still thinks they're at the top half of the league. 
Love it. Love the sympathy um, power power pole standings there. Not bad. Um, what if I told you I think that K-State's going to beat Texas Christian University? Oh, I, that, that, that won't shock me. That won't surprise me. They, uh, they really found something with the backup quarterback that we've made fun of more than any other backup quarterback before. They're just, they're just, they're, <laughs> they, they are like, they were this with Jake Waters. Um, golly, that's like six, seven years ago now. They mm-hmm. had a legit downfield threat that really opened things up for them. Like, it's been the first time since like then that they've had this type of downfield passing attack. And they're, they're dangerous, man, when they have that. Um, yes, we both slandered Will Howard um, as backup quarterback. And rightfully so at the time. Yeah. Rightfully um, so. But he's good, I think man. I called him the, the worst backup quarterback in history. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he said. ever has to play Kansas State, you might as well kiss their chances of winning goodbye. Now, that's bad. But uh, it's even worse that Gabe Eichard at Big 12 Media Day told him that he should move to tight end. Oh, yikes. <laughs> In an interview. <laughs> that, uh, that hasn't aged well. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. So, awesome. Uh, text line. So, it sounds like DG and Mims not coming back. Who said that? <laughs> I, that did not happen here. I can't speak for other radio stations, and there's a lot of uh, God knows what goes on over there. I promise you that didn't happen here, though. I did play yeah. an audio clip earlier of Dylan Gabriel responding to that question just to see what everyone thought, but, yeah. I think that, – That was kind of it. I think uh, if I had to put percentage on it, I think 99% chance that Dylan Gabriel, current uh, starting quarterback at the University of Oklahoma, will be back next season. And if I had to put a percentage on Mims, I would say 75%. Ah, 80% that he's back. Okay. Um, in the 20%, what's more likely? He's playing college football for another team next year, or he's in the NFL? NFL. Yeah. Yep, NFL. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be back, though. What I about do. Jaleel Farouk? Is he not? I think Jaleel Farouk will be back, too, text line. <laughs> I, I think everyone's just so scared. A 6-6 six and six year. There's just this thought that the entire team is going to transfer away, and maybe some would be okay with that, but it would be in Jaleel Farouk's best interest if he comes back next year, and I think he probably will. I don't think that – I'm trying to um, – uh, my guess is Drake Stoops probably comes back. I think my guess is Eric Gray probably goes to the NFL. Um of, of any of the other like, – I think the, the, the big bulk of the transfers are going to be from guys that were either very small contributors or non-contributors. Yeah, or guys that have been here three or four years and they kind of saw the writing on the wall. It may be hard for them to really break through as a you know one or two. Like yeah. the, Theo Weiss, for example, who it was reported today that he will enter into the portal. And I, and I believe that, but he's an example of that. A guy that could go play and go be a one or two elsewhere, but probably wasn't going to be that guy for OU next season. Yeah. Defensively, um, I mean, for the contributors, uh, I don't – I would be surprised if anyone transferred. I mean, it was a, it was a really young group. Um 
I don't know. We don't have many options, really, of guys that would that I would even think to transfer. Is there any names defensively that come up? Um, no, man. I I think you're right. I think Jalen Redmond, um, whether it's another school or the NFL potentially, but I think the vast majority of guys that you have leave. Like some are going to be very well known names, but I like Theo Wees. I wasn't surprised with that. That's a well known name. I'm not surprised with that. Uh, but I don't think Billy Bowman or Danny Stutzman. Right. Or um, who else would be a good example? Uh, and Ethan Downs. I, I just don't think those types of guys will be leaving. I really don't. I don't either. I don't. Or either. Mason Thomas, I, I think, will be back. Um, I think. I think like maybe some of your your corners that kind of kind of got maybe rotated out a little bit, like Jaden Davis. Like maybe a Jaden Davis or a. Um, I don't know. Throw throw any of the the other guys in there that didn't get a whole lot of of playing time. Um, I think like a guy like Clayton Smith is probably going to be transferring out. Um, I I like I I hope like the guys like Robert Spears Jennings like that's the type of guy that I don't want to transfer out. Uh, agree, man. Right. We and were, I don't think any of those we young were guys incredibly will. young. I don't think he will. Um, I you know what's crazy. Texas Tech, of the 11 starters on Saturday, 10 seniors, and a lot of them uh, fifth- and sixth-year seniors, and one junior. No, zero underclassmen on the Texas Tech defense. That's incredible. Yeah, have fun with that next year, Joey McGuire. So Mike texted us uh, last segment and said, there's a Baylor offensive lineman that earns the distinction as the only offensive lineman to commit a hold against OU this year. One in 741 conference snaps, which is just amazing. He responded back and said it's true. There were four holds by the opponent in total. West Virginia had a receiver called. Iowa State had a defensive tackle called. And Tech had one on special teams. So all just four holding penalties uh, called against the opponents for OU in conference play this year. Wow. It's amazing. Didn't have multiple holding calls in a single conference game. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. Um, but we had a lot of um, a lot of phantom calls uh, in flag pickups. Woo, boy. None worse. Oh. That, that would be a fun uh, off-season exercise or fun off-season topic. Ranking the five worst calls from this season. Uh, that would be a chore is what that would be. Number one probably has to be the West Virginia. West Virginia. Co- yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that one. Has to be that number may be, one. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. And they admitted they were wrong after the fact, but it didn't help much, now did it. Um, that one is – that one probably had the biggest impact on the game, uh, like direct impact. Um, just wild. Where has Marcus Major been? That's on the text line. He, was he know, among man. that big group? Uh, did he even did he nope. travel or suit up or anything? Nope. There's a big group of uh, of players on both sides that didn't. Make Isaiah the Coe um, wasn't there, and I don't know if he if he's been battling. I think some injury or something. With the, he had that thumb, and I don't know what else has has happened. Um, let's see, Wanye Morris. Um, didn't play. He didn't make the trip. Um, so I mean, think about it. you had two starting offensive linemen out in in that game. Um, I will say this though: if you want some silver lining, oh yes, okay, it two and a half hours, but we finally have one. I'm just glad we're getting one in. Hit me. Um, 
Now, when it comes to offensive line, I take what Gabe says. He says Tyler Guyton has a chance to be the best offensive lineman in the Big 12 next year and the best offensive lineman that Bill Beanbow's ever coached. Well, okay. Um, so that That's great. That's fine. It's just um, I don't know how well that's going to sit with everyone because it seems like for the past three to four years – You've heard that about an individual or the offensive line, and they come out of the gate and struggle. Yeah, so that's true. There's definitely truth to that. Uh, now, get... We've heard that. Not, I mean, offensive line, yes, but we've heard that about a bunch of different players at a bunch of different spots offensively and defensively. Let me get to a couple more. Do you think Bevel, Booty, and Evers comes back with Arnold coming in? I hope for Bevel's sake that he finds a, another place and has some success there. I feel bad for him. Because when Gabriel just got destroyed on the first play of overtime, the TV camera showed Bevel warming up, and everyone at the uh, Ref Army watch party at Legends and Chickasha just screamed, No! Really loud. It's like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. I think that uh, you'll have Dylan Gabriel. I think you'll have Nick Evers. And I think you'll probably have um, I think those guys. I think. I think Booty will probably stay. I, I don't know how many times you're going to transfer. I don't know. I, I honestly, I, I don't know. The, there's, there's, way more quarterbacks than there are starting jobs out there, and that even includes going down in divisions. You know, so I guess it's just all up to how, how, how. Far down the totem pole, are you willing to transfer? Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. One more. If Weiss transfers and Major leaves, basically the whole 2019 class, except for Ramondre, will have been a bust. Parker and I were uh, were going down the 2019 class earlier this year. That was Muleshoe's highest ranked class, the number six overall class. Um, here, here's some of the names: Jaden Hazelwood, Spencer Rattler. Theo Wees, Traden Bridges, Austin Stogner, Jeremiah Cradell, Stacey Wilkins, Woody Washington, Joseph Wete, Jaden Davis, Marcus Stripling, Indoma Ogar, Marcus Major, Marcus Hicks, Jamal Morris, David Aquebu, Marcus Alexander, Corey Roberson, Stevenson. You get the point there. Yeah. I mean, that was a high-ranked class, and the hit rate was very, very low. Three five-star wide receivers and a five-star quarterback, and none of those guys are going to finish their career with OU. It's crazy. Well, forget the hit rate. Like, like the first ten names you mentioned, most of them never even played here. Yeah, and the other ones have all transferred. Well, off that, since. that's what I'm saying. Like, you had four five stars in that class, and none will finish their career at OU. Yeah, it's wild. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left. Hanging out at the Falls at Brookhaven. Stay Opinions, tuned. you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. 
Think about the last time you moved. Remember how you said you'd never do it alone again? We know moving is tough, but at Two Men and a Truck, we make it easy. No matter the move, big or small, we'll make it a smooth one. We're the movers who care, and we'll prove it with our full-time employed, background-checked movers. We're local and affordable, and we can help at a price that won't make you wish you'd done it on your own. For home and business moving, call the movers who care. Two Men and a Truck, 405 Seven zero eight seven seven zero seven. I call you, I need you, the best place to stay hot this November is at Riverwind. With so many ways to win on over 2,800 of your favorite games. With some of the best dining and drink options around. It's easy to see why we're OKC's number one casino. It's time to come to Riverwind. Weather can take a toll on your fence. The name to know is Oklahoma's premier fence company, Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos specializes in residential and commercial fencing in the OKC metro area. From chain link to vinyl fence, wood fence to railings, and specialty fences, Van Hoos does it all, and more importantly, they do it right the first time. Call Van Hoos Fence right now, 405-735-1167, or visit vhfence.com. Van Hoos Fence. Their perfection is your protection. Hey guys, it's TJ Perry here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. It's getting close to the holiday season, and when you need that favorite wine, beer, or liquor, stop by and see Kathy and her friendly staff at Joe's. They have a ton of great specials each month, like Wild Turkey, King Estate Pinot, and so much more. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., or Sundays from noon to 5 they're right here in Norman, 1330 East Alameda, or you can visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. For Native American children living in poverty, there are very few opportunities. But at St. Joseph's Indian School, they have a chance to dream. I can dream of sharing my culture with the world. I can become a nurse and help other people feel better too. I can dream of riding into a brighter future. Since 1927, St. Joe's has provided a path to a brighter future through education for Native American children. Learn more at stjo.org today. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and stand up to cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get Advantage Miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. With Oklahoma weather, it's hard to predict when winter temperatures may strike. That's why it's important to stay up to date on your heater's maintenance. And if you do run into problems, the experts at Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing are here for you. We've been keeping families warm and safe in their homes since 2008. So if you need a heater repaired or just a tune-up, Give us a call or visit us online at normanair.com. That's normanair.com, the heating, air conditioning, and plumbing company you can count on. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush on this Reaction Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. 
Let me give you a scenario for these weekend's games. You tell me who is uh, the four teams in the playoff come Sunday afternoon, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia's going to go ahead and take care of LSU. I don't really see a scenario where LSU wins that game. So, Georgia wins. Georgia wins big. Whatever. Uh, Michigan takes care of Purdue because I think mm-hmm. Michigan's going to take care of Purdue. K-State beats TCU and Utah beats USC. Who's in the 14 playoff? Because both of those scenarios can absolutely happen. Georgia, Michigan, or you're one and two. Who's three and four? Ohio State and Alabama. God, so there is a path for Alabama to sneak back in. Uh, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I don't wrong. know. Am I wrong? I don't, I, no, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. Now, I, I would disagree if that's what the committee – I think TCU should be in regardless if, that, if that's the scenario. Even with the loss, I think TCU should still be in. No, I'm not naive yeah. here. I don't think that they – would be in, but I think they should be. Over a two-loss, yeah. uh, over a two-loss Alabama, yes. Who hasn't looked at all that impressive this year? Bama doesn't deserve to be in the playoff field this year, and it's ridiculous hey, I, if they end up being in the thing. I agree with you. I don't. I I would say the same thing about Ohio State, though. I would say Ohio State doesn't deserve, yeah, to be in. Problem is, if one or even both of these teams lose, then there's going to be. What if Clemson? Beats uh, North Carolina. Nah, I can't. I can't get behind that one. They've just. Looked, I can't either. But it. Yeah. They would be. It. They would be a conference. A two-loss conference champ. Um. It's. It's because I'm. You're looking at. Utah would be a three-loss conference champ. Yep. As would Kansas State. Man, uh, Clemson really messed it up for themselves. If they just would have beaten South Carolina last week at home, they'd be in pretty decent shape going into Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, outside of that, I, I I don't have much of an answer for you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. LSU, um, they ruined a shot. It, I don't think it, it, it wouldn't matter if they beat Georgia. They can't be in as a three-loss team. There's no way, even as an SEC champ, right? No, they can't. Um, losing to A&M like that, who's a 5-7 and seven team, no way. It, 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 if one or two of these teams lose, if USC, TCU both lose or one of them, like there's going to be a team in the playoff that absolutely does not deserve to be in the playoff. And it's probably going to be Ohio State or Alabama. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I, if, if TCU, like you want some bad stuff to go down, <laughs> just have a, have a crazy situation unfold on championship weekend. And I don't think it's that unrealistic. I mean, LSU, I don't think they can beat Georgia. But with a quarterback like Daniels, if he just has one of those days where none of the bad things happen and only the good things happen, a slim chance. But TCU and USC are definitely in danger of USC's only loss was to this Utah team. And Kansas State was – running TCU out of the stadium before both their quarterbacks got hurt. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, a- absolutely can happen. Uh, good point for the 918. On a positive note, the OU basketball team won a tournament over the weekend. Me, me likes the way that they're playing right now. I well, know. They're playing That's good, good ball. That was, a, that was a good win yesterday. I know you don't look at Ole Miss and think of a uh, basketball powerhouse or anything like that, but that's a pretty good squad, and unlike the football team, OU basketball starting to make some plays late to win a game, and they did it yesterday. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we didn't talk um, – I mean, there was all kinds of conversation going on around Lane Kiffin um, 
as there always is. Uh, he's he's good at inserting himself into all of those conversations. But uh, they got beat by Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Yep. Like, what was the conversation? Like, they just signed him to a huge contract extension, and it's an eight and four season. They lost to Mississippi State. Yeah, disappointment. But that's an eight and four program, man. They're they're still happy to be eight and four. And there's no real yep. high expectations at Ole Miss, you know? But, yeah, I, you know, Lane was just dragging John Sokoloff through the mud over the weekend, just making fun of him. Kind of feel bad right. for the guy at this point. But it was brilliant for Lane. No one's talking about the Egg Bowl loss. It's whether he was going to take the Auburn job or not. So, really, where there should be some backlash for it, he gets rewarded in the end. Because reportedly another school wanted to hire him as a head coach when I think they lost like uh, four out of their last five games or something like that. Yeah. Uh, not good for, uh, for Ole Miss. Yeah, they lost, they lost four out of their last five. And their biggest win of the year is when they beat Kentucky. Outside of that, didn't beat anyone. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got the final segment next here from the Falls of Brookhaven. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439.